Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Gitin Nundalid, Gitin 54b, pagination is 108. We're starting from about a quarter of the way down on the page, immediately after the Mishnah. Tanura Banon, we learnt. If a person was helping somebody with tahar items, and he tells the person he's working for, the tyros that I was working with became tamei, or a person is working for him in a carbon, and he says, the carbon that I've been working with, a Kohen, let's say, he's doing shechita, nispaglu, I had the wrong kavana, I intended it for out of its proper time, and therefore it's puzzle, Neman, we believe him, and this is while he's working on the item. But if he says the Tyros which I worked with you on a certain day in the past, they became Tomei, and I guess he's he's saying that his conscience has gotten the better of him, so now he's reporting it. And the Karbanos that I worked with you in the past, they became Pigol. Thank you very much for letting me know now. Eino Neman, he's not going to be believed. Maishina Reisha, Maishina Seifa. What indeed is the difference between whether he's telling him now or he's telling him what happened in the past? So we have two answers to this question. Omar Abaya, Abaya answers, Kol Shabiyado Neman. Any time that something is within his hand, he's still handling it, or he's still capable of making it tame. It's still in his possession to do such a thing. He's believed. Rava Omar, Rava says, He met him once since the incident and didn't tell him anything. And now this is the second time he's meeting up with the person and now he's telling him. And Rava is saying that since there was a time in between that you could have reported it and you didn't. So now that you reported on the second meeting, we don't believe you. So we have two ways to understand the difference between the first and second part of the Brisa. The first part of the b'risa was that he's still working with the person. So Abaya says it's biyado, and that's why he's believed. Whereas afterwards, you tell me what happened in the past, we don't believe you. Rava says that while you're working on it, you certainly believed. And even the seifa, the second case that we're dealing with, is not because it's after the fact, there may be cases that after the fact is believed, but the case over here is he met him once in the interim and he didn't say anything. And now he's like waking up and saying something. So then we don't believe him.
What remains to be seen in terms of practical halacha is what would be a more classic case that there was not a second meeting that we're discussing, but rather the first meeting. A person worked with somebody, left go of it, and now comes back and says, there's a problem with what I gave you. Would that have ne'emanus or not? And if it depends on anything, what would it depend on? Let's drop down to three lines before the wide lines, and we'll see a very practical case of a Sefer Torah. A Sofer writes a Sefer Torah, gives it to somebody, perhaps as a sale. He sells the Sefer Torah to this other person. And then he comes along, says that his conscience is getting the better of him. I need to tell you, I need to make this disclosure that the Sefer Torah that I gave you is not kosher. The Gemara will give examples that he didn't write the Azkaros, the name of Hashem, with the proper intent, or he didn't process the parchment, Lishma, with the proper intent. In Pischei Tshuva, Simen Reish Pei Aleph, another example is presented, a case of a person who admits now, She'ena Yodeya She'chaktuchos Posel, he admits now that he didn't know all of the halachas when he wrote your Sefer Torah. And we're going to explore here what is the person's ne'emonus in order to ruin the Sefer Torah that he already handed to you and you assumed was a kasha Sefer Torah. Similar to the case that we started with that you were dealing with something that was tahar, and then after it's passed off to the person who owns it, you come back later and say that it's really not tahar, it really became tameh, is the person believed. Person came to Rabbi Ami, Amalai said, The Sefer Torah which I wrote for so-and-so, the name of Hashem that's in it, I didn't write it with the proper intent. So, Rabbi Ami asked, Sefer Torah biyadmi, who is holding the Sefer Torah at this point? It's being held by the person who bought it for, from me. He said, You're believed to ruin your wages. You're not going to be able to be paid for the Sefer Torah because according to your words, it's a puzzle Sefer Torah. Why should he pay you for it? But you're not Nehman to ruin the Sefer Torah, which means that the buyer is allowed to assume that it keeps its Cheskes Kashrus and he's allowed to use it as a Kosher Sefer Torah it's already out of your possession and you have no ne'emonus to infringe on its kashrus. 
the Gemara tells us Rabbi Yirmiya objected and wondered maybe he should only lose the wages of what it costs to write Hashem's name with the proper intent. And Rabbi Ami responded, If its name of Hashem is not written properly, it's not worth anything. What are you going to do with such a Sefer Torah? It's questionable, discussed by the Taz, whether you're even allowed to use it as a Chumash. But certainly, if every Shem Hashem has a problem with it, what are you going to do with this Sefer Torah? Another case, though, which got a different ruling, is found at the bottom of the page, counting up from the bottom three lines. A person came, this Shaila came to Rabbi Avahu. He said, The parchment was not processed with the proper intent. So he told him, I have a question for you. Sefer Torah biad me. Who has the Sefer Torah at this point? It's still in the hands of the buyer. There's discussion what would happen if the buyer already sold it to a different person. But it's still in the hands of the buyer. He told him, since you're believed to ruin your wages, you're also believed to ruin the Sefer Torah, and the Sefer Torah is considered puzzle, which presents us with an obvious problem, a contradiction. We need to resolve these two rulings. In the first ruling, the buyer was allowed to continue using the Sefer Torah, and he didn't have to pay for it, because the sofers believed to the extent that he can't collect his wages. In this case, by parchment not being done properly, at least according to his claim, he's believed on his wages, and he's therefore believed to infringe on the kashras of the Sefer Torah, asks the Gemara on the top of the next page, Why is it different than the case of Rabbi Ami when he said he didn't write the name of Hashem, Lishma? Answers the Gemara, Hosam over there, we can assume that he was making a mistake in Rabbi Yirmiya's question. That Rabbi Yirmiya thought that perhaps he only loses the wages of the Shem Hashem. So it's a nominal infringement on his wages, and he thought he can really do the other guy in. And therefore... We don't believe him about the Sefer Torah. We believe him on his wages. But Hacha, over here, when he talks about the parchment not being processed properly, Kevin de Kamafsid Kulei Igre, the guy, as he walks into Bezdin, knows he's going to lose all of his wages. This is pretty heavy. And therefore, there's more reason to believe that he's saying the truth. Eimer Kushta Ka'amar, perhaps he's saying the truth, and we're going to believe him, and that's how it's codified in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Reish Pei Aleph, Se'if Hei, that if the sofer, after it went out of his hands, 
no discussion about a first time say not commenting and then a second time coming and saying it's bad. Simply the first time after it left his hands, if it's the Azkaros that he wants to infringe on, we don't believe him. As the Gemara explained, he doesn't think he's going to lose much. And therefore, we don't trust him that he's saying the truth. He loses his wages, but the Sefer Torah remains kosher. If, however, he's talking about the Gevilin, the parchment, then he knows he stands to lose the entire wage. And therefore, Everybody knows he won't get paid at all. And therefore, as the Gemara explained, it's probable that he's saying the truth and we trust him. Not only doesn't he get his wages, but the Sefer Torah as well is considered puzzle and cannot be used. Yashakoach, thank you for joining.